0: good morning and welcome to single girl woes Um, I am going to apologize in advance if I sound a little bit deeper than usual I am just getting over some type of germ don't know if it was the flu just something viral but I've been down for the count since Thursday so today is my first day pretty much up and about and really functioning um, outside of my living space and and all of that but wanted to jump on here with one of my car ride conversations um, excuse me one of my car ride conversations that sparked by a text message I got on yesterday um, yesterday was another day at home and for once, I had time to entertain the text message that I received, but also it made me like, like it's really been weighing like on my mind, and just of how we are as people. Like sometimes we get single, um, and especially when you're single at a certain age, which is, you know, I I joke a lot with my friends, like, oh my god, Zayden, and being single at forty, is completely different than dating. And being single when you're in your 20s and your 30s. So I can only imagine, you know, how it, you know, how someone that's mid 50s, mid 40s, 50s, whatever, you know, how they, they feel about it. Because, you know, me at 40, it's like, wow, this is, this is different. (laughs) That's, that's the only way I can say it is, this is different. But um, I received this text message and it's from. I guess I don't know because it's not really like a high school sweetheart because I was um, just had recently graduated from high school so I was 18 so I would say like my first my first my first love my first well not even my first love my first like real adult relationship let's call it that Um, and we've had like this on again off again thing for years Um, you know we went strong for two years um, so from 18 to 20, we weren't really strong. And then we, you know, kind of fell off and then didn't speak for a few years. And then, you know, we just kind of, we would always kind of find our way back to each other. But it was more so like what I like to call the doorstop. Just to kind of check in and see like, oh, do I still have it? Does he still care? Does she still care? Um, type situation. And, you know, we, we toyed around and played around with the idea of the what if. What if we were together? Um, and so, like I said, our last like official relationship was when I was twenty, he was twenty-one. So a lot of life happens, you know, along the road of doing those pockets where you know neither one of us weren't in a relationship, and we would kind of link up and connect, and you know, go on a few dates, um, be intimate, and toy around with the idea, and then. You know, reality is set in. We'll get in an argument and be reminded of like, okay, this is why we're not together because it's like oil and vinegar. But in the sense where, you know, sometimes on a sandwich, oil and vinegar is good. But we're oil and vinegar in the sense where like it's not a good mashup. And you know, we've done that for a while. And then I got married. Um, so throughout the time of me being married, you know, I was faithful to my husband and all of that. So this person got when like, oh, she's not married anymore. And, you know, have reached out to me a year ago this time. And it was just one of those things. And I was like, I don't want to keep doing this. Um, you know, we, we talked about a few things. And even then, even in our adult life, our viewpoints on relationships were different um, as far as what we wanted. And they were still hung up on life that I experienced from 20 And I'm not going to even set to 40 because, like I said, I was married and, you know, that whole time of being with my husband and stuff, I was faithful and it was all about my husband. So this person and when we would have these moments, like I said, from 20 up until 32, I would. So from 20 to 32. So for a 12 year time period, you know, we would have these pockets of time where we would just kind of like I would call it check in. We would check in or whatever and talk about life and dating and relationships or situationships that we were in. And all this time, I never knew that they felt a certain type of way that I took advantage of my 20s and explored life, love, intimacy, and, you know, things in my 20s. I was a true 20-year-old, and I don't regret it because now I'm not 40 and coming to the table to somebody of, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, and I want to do this, when they're probably looking for someone to be a little bit more settled um, and know themselves a little bit more, not only... Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but also in an intimate sense, and this guy friend of mine, or my one of my exes, um, he's one of the few adult relationships that I've had um, you know is forty and still wants to do things that in my twenties, I took the time to experiment with because that's truly what it was an experiment of just getting to know more about me and what I liked um, sexually, what I didn't like sexually. Um, you know getting to know about relationships and what type of relationships I could deal with and all of that, they didn't do that they you know they experienced life, but in more so just a traditional way of just kind of bouncing around from woman to woman um so to speak, and so you know, like I say so back to You know, a year ago this time they had reached out and was like, you know, you had a marriage that didn't work. I've had a lot of relationships that didn't work. I always seem to you know, come back to the thought of you, how we're so compatible and, you know, what if it's really meant for us to be together and that's why, you know, we keep finding ourselves in relationships that don't work and then we find a way to kind of cross paths with each other without, you know, even when we go long periods of time of not talking. Now, up until year last year, this time when um, they reached out to me, we didn't talk from 30, don't be fucking blowing the horn at me when the lady in front of me ain't going no goddamn faster. Excuse me. That's the only downside to car conversations. You also get my side rants of people that are fucking impatient. Um... sorry about that. I had to let this car totally get around me so that you didn't get 20 minutes of me cursing somebody out for being impatient because they're late for work. Jesus be a fence and I hope they get to their destination safely because the way that they are driving, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. I digress. Um, so back to topic. (laughs) Oh, look, Car conversations are interesting you get You, you get everything. you just never know what you're going to get. Probably more reason why I should do these um, at home in a more quiet and controlled um, environment. But something about my car just works better for me. makes it a little bit more um, not staged for me anyhow um. So yeah so it was that whole conversation of you know it's funny how we always through you know social media or friend or you know just so happened all of a sudden to be at the same venue or been at the same space and was like you know maybe it's a sign and you know for a while I was like you know maybe but then it's like the old habits of them start to come up and uh, you know I, I can't trust you and I can't this and I'm like why can't you trust me? We were, only, we, were, we were in a relationship from 18 to 20. During those two years that we were together, I never cheated on you. During those kind of pop-up or, as I mentioned earlier, check-in moments, we weren't doing anything exclusive. We were just both kind of passing time because, as humans do, we didn't want to be alone, so we passed time and entertained each other you know, for a short period of time, and then we went our way, Um, and that was just, you know, kind of like an unspoken understanding that we had, so how can you, like, judge and fault me for things that I did when we weren't exclusively, exclusive, how can you fault me basically for living life, how can you fault me for doing things that you wanted to do, but you just didn't do, and now that you are 41, and wanting to entertain a relationship with me, I'm like, no, I'm not down for that. And you feel like I'm cheating you on an experience because I've experienced it, but I don't want to re-experience it. It's not that I don't want to re-experience it, and it's, it's, because of, it's not because of you that I don't want to re-experience it. I just don't want to re-experience it. So anywho, that was a year ago this time, and, you know, we stopped talking. So I get this random text message and of course I'm driving now and can't get to it. But basically the text message um, was saying, I'm going to try to get to a point where I can actually read it, but just kind of summarizing it. The text message was basically kind of saying, um, hold on. If I can, there's not a lot of traffic today. So I'm doing something. Please do not do this. (laughs) No texting and driving. So basically their text message to me was, all these years and what do we have to show for it? Every time I think about the shit, it makes me mad. Even more mad knowing you are perfectly fine with how things are, was the text message that I received. And so I responded back and I basically said you just get to a point where you stop being mad as much as it makes sense at the end of the day it's the square peg trying to be fit into a circle we just don't fit and We need to just accept the fact that we just don't exist and stop trying to find ways to make it work because it just, for me, pushes me further away. It further makes me see a side of you that I don't like and, you know, sometimes you just want to hold on to whatever few good memories you still have left. And basically, I, you know, I, I actually, I, it's almost like a few years ago with the Philadelphia Eagles. So it was like the year before they won the Super Bowl. On paper, they were an amazing team. Um, we could even go back tonight, even the year before they won the Super Bowl. That year that they got Namdi Asimgwa. And I'm probably butchering his last name. But the guy that's married to Kerry Washington. Kerry, Kerry Washington. The year that we got him, and I'm an Eagles fan, the Eagles on paper looked amazing. That year, the Eagles was gonna go far. We were that that was the year that we were supposed to win the Super Bowl. Guess what? Didn't happen. It looked good on paper, but all the parts and stuff to actually make it work beyond looking really good of how it laid out on that paper were not there. And that's how it is with this particular person. On paper, looks-wise, we look good together you know our drive our passion our ambition like when you lay us out on paper we look great together if a dating company was to look at his profile and makeup and mine i'm sure they would match us together because in that regard we look well together but it's once you put us together oh boy do you find out that it is not the best combination we're both two strong personalities we're both very stubborn Um, there's a lot of traits that he has that I don't like and there's a lot of traits that I have that he doesn't like and it goes back to my post the other day of somebody liking the idea of you and that's what I told him I said you like the idea of me you like the idea that I compliment you in so many ways you love the idea that I can hold my own um, with you without you and you you are intrigued by that. It's like one of those, I guess they call them a, a double a oxymoron or double, I don't know. It's one of those things where as much as I'm good for you, I'm also bad for you and vice versa. And, you know, basically I told him, like, I'm just at a point where I'm tired of the merry-go-round. I'm tired of, you know, every year, every three years, every four years or whenever the cycle comes Hopping on this merry-go-round and trying to entertain the thought of the what if. Because at the end of the day, everything remains the same. We have a conversation of why we didn't, why the situation between us didn't materialize into anything more the last time we were at this point. You go on to say how much you can't trust me and why you can't trust me. And I go on to just basically point out like you're not making sense because How can you not trust a situation when I wasn't exclusively seeing you and you have no reason not to trust me because anytime you ask me a question, you get an answer. So therefore, if you can't handle the answer, don't ask the damn question, plain and simple. So, um, you know, so basically my response back to him was, you know, I'm just at a point where, you know, I'm not tired. I'm not mad. It's just you accept life for what it is. And I'm 40 years old. I have not given up on love, but I don't want to find myself in a situation where I know it's not going to work just for the sake of comfort. And I'm very familiar with him. Um... But it will be back to doing something that I don't want to do. And that's settling. I feel like if I was to entertain that situation, I will be settling just because, Okay, we look good together. I know we'll have fun together. I know we'll do some traveling. I know sexually we'll be good together. But we're going to argue like cats and dogs because I'm very outspoken. He's very outspoken. And we're never going to be able to agree to disagree. Somebody's always going to have to be right somebody is always going to have to have the last word. And you just get tired of that at some point. And like I told him, I'm tired. You know, as they said, when a woman's fed up, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. And I told him, I'm like, I'm at that point. This woman is fed up. Like I'm, I'm tired. I want a whole new headache. I want a whole new problem to solve in my next relationship you know I want somebody that's completely new to me me to them I don't want to keep going back in the Rolodex of like well you know Tom is handsome Tom and I have fun together but Tom smoke knowing that I will prefer you know a non-smoker it's like I'm tired of that I've really taken advantage of my separation my divorce this year of being single and really just kind of figuring me out. And like I said, one of the things that I've done is I've always run back to situations that bought me comfort. I'm tired of doing that. I'd rather go into a new situation that I'm unfamiliar with and know that we both are going to be willing to work it out than to go into a situation where I already know how it's going to play out. My time is precious. One thing that my marriage taught me is that time is precious and you can't get those years back. I gave my ex-husband so many years of my life that I would never be able to get back. And again, I don't regret it because there's nothing I can do about it. But I'm not going to say that there aren't times where I sit there and I'm like, dang, I could have been doing this. I could have did that had I listened sooner, had we not got married. I don't want to do that again in a relationship. I don't want to get in a relationship just for the sake of saying I'm in a relationship and I'm constantly saying you know, dang, why did I do this? Like, if I have to say why, then, and the reasons, and the 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 reasons why I shouldn't outweigh the reasons why I should, that's not a situation for me. And I've learned to accept that. And, you know, the way that I broke it down to him, all he could say was okay. And, you know, he was like, you know, for once, I finally, I see your point. And I, I kind of laughed, and I was like, dang, it took us to get to this point to, you know agree on something but it's life but like I said it just kind of reminded me or it just really had me thinking that sometimes we we find ourselves you know getting frustrated with being single tired of being single or feeling like dang I've been single for a year I've been single for two years I've been single for three months or I've just been single too long however too long is according to your standards and somebody from the past comes about, and, you know, it it feels good, it looks good, and, you know, it's like, what well, it'll take me out this situation. I say to you, keep holding strong. Everything that, you know, and this was a situation of clearly of everything that looks good isn't always good, and this was clearly one of those situations um, where, you know, as much fun as I know we would have, that fun would only last for a short period of time. And I'm at a point in place of life where I'm not looking for a temporary um, fulfillment of happiness. Um, I know that every relationship isn't going to be peaches and cream cream, and there's going to be ups and downs and I'm for that, but I don't want to go through that shit with somebody that I've already gone through it with and I know what's going to happen. Like I can't, I'm not going to continue to put myself in that situation. Like I've always said, and I tell my friends, I'd rather be alone and happy than in a situation Pretending to be happy just for the sake of saying that I'm with somebody its not that serious anymore to me But at any rate, I have reached my destination and have rambled enough um, again, sorry for that um, brief moment of having to spaz out on a angry driver who was late to their destination and as I said before I prayed to the universe that they make it to their destination in one piece because the way that they were driving is questionable Um, but at any rate, I hope everyone has a great day. I hope that your day is amazing. Um, your day is productive. And until we talk again, be amazing, be fabulous, be you.